So so we won some money, won some money on tennis last night. That went well. Yeah, I lost back to back days as far as the betting on the Braves. So I'm done betting on the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you were balding over the Braves last night. Spencer Strider was on the was on the mound tonight, and he got rocked. Dude, he he either K's thirteen people or he K's ten people, and also lets up like six home runs. He K'd five people in three innings, got pulled, but gave up six runs. Damn. Yeah. The Cardinals. I have him on my dynasty tonight. league. There's dynasty my... fantasy baseball. Oh yeah, dude! It's an auction draft too. It's really fucking cool. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Sa- salary cap auction draft live takes like ten hours. We go there. We just like order pizza, wings. Last year like we did a potluck. <laughs> what? Sounds like it would take forever. Yeah, well, it's a it's a keeper. It's it does take forever. Um, but it's like it, it's like a fun day. Like we break it up pretty well. Like we're watching call. It's usually during March Madness or we're watching March Madness games and stuff. So it's dude, it's fun day. Fun, fun time. Oh, you need the entire Braves team. I mean, I think the whole team's on contract for like 10 years and super, super young. Well, oh, yeah. Well, we, it's salary cap is in like, we just have a set limit $260. So we we can use the draft our players. And you keep six to eight players from last year um, at the same amount that you drafted them. Um, You can choose who you want to keep. So obviously we had Spencer Strider for ten dollars because we picked him up at a free agency last year, and that's what it costs to like keep a player you picked up. So dude, we have the one of the best pitchers in the league for for ten dollars for for years. Huge. Doesn't go up every year. You keep him, or so you can choose to keep him for three years at the same price, or at the end of the three year you can extend their contract and then goes up by seven dollars per for every year that you extend them. So if I extend them for 10 years, every year his salary would then go up by $70. It would be 80 bucks for him every year, which I would never do that, but just as, as an example. So wait, so you have so if you have him for 3 years and you do a like another 3 year extension. So you've had him for $10 year 1 for two, three, years. year 4 you're you're paying $31 for him, year 3 you're paying Fifty-two dollars for him? Nope, nope, nope. Or you're, you're just playing 30, thirty-one. You're, okay, you're paying thirty-one. Yep, okay. thirty-one each year. That was a discussion. We were trying to figure out how we wanted to structure it, but we figured the best way is just like, just because then you have to be more selective. Because like, there's like people that have like insane, like Shohei. Yeah, I think I think someone had Show for like ten bucks. So it's like we needed we make it a little bit more difficult for him just to keep him for like fifty years. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. Wait, are we recording now? Welcome, everybody, to the Degenerational Talent Podcast. This is the brainchild of a group of degenerate gamblers who really only know sports, but we will definitely try to convince you otherwise. With me once again today are Mitch, Dave, and Justin. Today we're going to be talking some college football. Uh, I know Justin's a little tired of it already, um, but we are we're going to start off with a little recap of last week. Um, we had some had some good games. We we made some good picks. Went through it. We had some majority picks. Uh, our majority guys 
was 11-3-1. We had 11 correct picks, 3 missed picks, and 1 push on that last week. So, I mean, we were, we're pretty... We were pretty hot as a group there. Yeah, that is. That's some good stuff. That's some value. So, I mean, uh, the I'm, two. I'm staking all of them. Yeah, the two two of those losses were we had Clemson to cover and TCU to cover. Um, outside of the one person, outside of, out of the majority in both of those games. So, <laughs> and Justin picking Colorado <laughs> money line and Dave believe, taking Duke plus 12 and a half. I'm on a believer. Those, so. Um, I mean, I had, I had a couple good picks in there too. I had that uh, NIU plus nine and a half. I told you that I told you to take a money line too, and they they came out. Dave with the Wyoming money line. Another we had a couple uh, we had a couple in there that we called out that if we we if we rode together on those, we might have came out with a lot of money. FSU in the over. We all had the over, and we were all over FSU. FSU money line yeah, in the over yeah. for Justin. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are some that nice easy. ones. That was, I rode I that, that one hard. Yeah, That was free as air. That was mm-hmm. a good one. Um, I, I was going to say, it looks like most of our consensus picks, so the ones that all, all four of us were on, it looks like they all hit, I think. Um, I'm seeing, yeah, so Ooh. LSU, Florida State over was consensus. We had Rutgers minus 6.5. That hit. Penn State minus twenty and a half. That hit with that last second touchdown. Thank you, yeah. thank you, James Which, Franklin, for playing to the playing to the yeah, whistle. So yeah, I love that playing to the final whistle there. Um, yeah, I we think, appreciate that one. Yeah, I think I think those were the only ones that we all agreed. Uh, actually, we did all agree on the under of the Northern Illinois Boston College, which was a push. So that that hit fifty two exactly. I, hey, I I told you Boston College is going to be bad this year, but yeah, yeah, they're rough. So we're just looking at our picks from last week. Uh, based on the games that we picked, the the home team spread was an even 515 and 15. The over under was 14 games went over, 15 games went under, and two pushed. And so then you got uh, I I went 1917 and two. Justin went 2013 and one. Dave 16 16 and one. And then Mitch over there just showing off for the class 21 16 and two. Uh, which he which he he does want everybody to know that he did switch to duke plus 12 and a half after the podcast was recorded but i didn't count it towards my stats so he 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 wants to be 22 and 15 there so we're gonna we're gonna go go ahead uh there was a lot of great games last week there's gonna be a lot of good there's gonna be a lot more good games this week because that was warm-up yeah we got we know what's going on now we kind of see what's going on um, the first, let's just, you know, go right into it. Our first game, we got a Friday night game to start off. We got Illinois versus Kansas, Illinois plus 142. They are own one against the spread. They are at Kansas. That is a minus 170. They are also own one against the spread. Kansas is a minus three favorite with a 56 and a half over under. Uh, my pick here is Kansas money line. Illinois did not look great last week. Um, not that Kansas did either. However, I think that. Lance Leipold, it's hard to bet against him when they're already a favorite. They, you know, Kansas is very, very rarely a favorite in college football anyway. But Lance Leipold, Jalen Daniels, I think this is an easy cash for Kansas. I think I, I, I think they'll cover too, but just for the sake of the safety, the safe pick here, I'm going to say Kansas money line. Yeah, I, I went just the under based on the games that I went back and watched. 
neither team looked good on offense. They they struggled uh, to put up points. I know if I were to have to pick a team to win, I would take Kansas because I do like Jalen Daniels. But uh, my confident pick would be just the under 57 or 56 and a half, so 55, I guess. Yeah, my pick was based off of the current trends. And uh, Kansas is 5-0 and the last five games played in September. Just keeping it simple on this one because I don't know the history between these two. So I, I saw that, and I just figured – they might as well just go six and zero. Yep, I'm I'm actually against uh, the majority in this one. Sorry, guys. I'm going Illinois money line in this one. So plus one forty two, I believe. I'm following the money on that pick as I as I did last week. I like Luke Altmaier. I think he started to get cooking a little bit. Stats don't really show it, but he was picking it up a little bit. Not to mention on the ground, he he's a beast. Toledo put up twenty eight against their defense. Not a great sign. Because um, they're supposed to be tough, hard-nosed defense this year, uh, but I think Toledo's a little bit better than people give them give them credit for. So I'm going Illinois money line. Let's get it. I w- I won't say this is a, can, a majority pick here, just because Justin Justin's official written down pick is the under. Um, he was just saying if he had to pick someone, it's Kansas. So I I, I don't think we're going to consider that a majority pick. Um, well, I, yeah, I was saying if I would have went Kansas, and it would have uh, been, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, well, so then. I mean, that's, I mean, we do have games on Thursday, Friday this week. Uh, we have a lot more. It's just, we're, we did lower kind of the, the amount of picks we're going to make. Um, just try to keep it, you know, condensed a little bit more because we did go way over last week. Um, so we're going, we're moving into Saturday. I don't, I don't have the times put down, but the, they are in kind of a time order on that we're going in. So Vanderbilt Wake Forest um, is a, uh, noon game Vanderbilt plus 320 they are 0-2 against the spread Wake Forest minus 410 0-1 against the spread with a minus 10 favorite for Wake Forest and a 57 and a half over under I'm I was kind of back and forth on this because you know there is the the fact that Vanderbilt did not cover the spread in either of their two games when they were favored in both games it's it's kind of hard to believe that they'll cover 10 but I just I don't think Wake Forest is good enough to cover 10 points if you had me yeah. at Wake Forest maybe like six or seven. I'm probably taking Wake Forest, but at I I don't think Vanderbilt Vanderbilt looked a little too good to get beat by ten points by a not good Wake Forest team. Yeah, I, I think the spread is too too high. I don't think that Wake Forest can like run away with it. Um, Vanderbilt has looked pretty pretty okay, so I don't think Wake Forest is strong enough to be able to pull pull up ten. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take the the plus ten for for Vandy. Yeah, the 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 overall record head to head is five and four to Vandy, and I I agree with you, AJ. I don't I don't think they're good enough to beat Wake Forest, but that ten and a half is just way too high for for uh for you not to choose Vanderbilt. You know, with the given history and the 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 overall the average score is uh, twenty five to twenty three in Vanderbilt's favor. So I mean. Yeah, I just don't. I just think ten and a half is a big jump. Not to take it, not to take Vandy on this one. Yep, I guess this is gonna end up being a consensus then because I'm definitely all over Vandy. Um, plus ten, ten and a half, whatever it is now. Um, I'd probably take them down to six. If I'm being honest, they have two games under their belts. Um, two games in which they absolutely cooked their opponent. I think that is a factor as well. So I think they're gonna come in sharp. They're gonna come in expecting to win. I think they could win this game. I don't know if I would take their money line, but I'm definitely taking them with the points. 
also taken the under in this game and uh, just following the money on that pick and and more so the gut on the on the Vandy plus ten. Yeah, so I mean that's so we already got we got one consensus pick under the belt, so we'll we'll add that into DraftKings here. So we'll pull up that number at the end. Um, our next game we got number ten Notre Dame uh, minus two ninety eight. They are two and zero against the spread so far. They are at NC State plus two forty zero and one against the spread. NC State is a seven and a half point underdog with a fifty one over under. Sam Hartman last year at Wake Forest, which we just talked about Wake Forest, they. They were a good team last year, and they still lost to NC State. Granted, NC State had Devin Leary when they played that game, so it's a very different NC State team now. This is a game that Sam Hartman's going to look at, and he's going to remember that game from last year, and he is going to want to cook them. Um, so Notre Dame minus 7.5, I would hammer this one. You know, I'd, I'd Aaron Judge bomb this out of the park. That's how hard I'd hammer this 7.5. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking all Notre Dame everything. Notre Dame money line, Notre Dame minus seven and a half. Notre Dame they they just look good. Um, I don't like how they're not affiliated with the conference, but they I think they deserve to be where they are right now as far as rankings. So far, what I've seen, Notre Dame looks amazing, and NC State looked like complete dog shit last week. I was really disappointed in what I saw. I think I think they just get blown out the water. So I, I would take that seven and a half. I'd probably tease then went about two touchdowns. That's how, how high I'm on Notre Dame. I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd take it up to nine and a half easily, like without a question. I think that they win this by double digits, no question. Seems everybody's overestimating Notre Dame here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to probably the only one. I'm choosing NC State, but I'm not that confident for the money line that they're going to beat them. So I, I think I think it's going to be closer. I think they're going to they're, – they're, they're definitely probably going to lose – because, like what AJ said with Sam Hartman, but I, I think they're they're going to cover the seven and a half. Yep, I'm um, I'm with Dave on this one. So I'm also fading um, Notre Dame, which it, now that I say that out loud sounds like a bad idea, but uh, I'm still going to run with it. Um, big money sharp experts all over NC State plus seven and a half, and I don't know what it is about NC State being at home. But that matters for some reason. I don't know if that's a bias for college basketball because I know that's a tough place to go in and win. But hey, look what it, happened to Duke last week. I mean, home field matters. It does, yeah. So I, I, I'm taking NC State plus seven and a half. All right. Uh, next one up, we got number twelve Utah minus three hundred five, one and zero against the spread. Uh, they are going to be at Baylor plus two forty five, zero and one. Against the spread, plus seven and a half underdogs for Baylor, 47 and a half over under. It's my my thing about this, I, I have Utah minus seven and a half for two reasons. One, if Cam Rising's back, it's it's an easy seven and a half cover, no question. But also, even without Cam Rising, it's hard to not look at Baylor as the team that played last week. I mean, that that's who they are. They they were the team that played last week and got upset by Texas State, who won their first ever game against an, a power five opponent last week um you know they've been in fbs since 2012 and in the 11 years of being in the fbs that was their first power five win was against baylor i think this baylor team's not good they are down players now too uh with injuries uh so i i just even i think even without cam rising i'm gonna take utah minus seven and a half here yeah, I'm I'm running with AJ. Um, Baylor's quarterback got hurt, um, and they look they look terrible. I mean, they lost to Texas State, like AJ just said. They were plus, I think, like plus five 
or minus five thousand to win that game last week, and they just got beat to a pulp. So I think even even with Rising out, if he if he is out, I'd still take Utah with the points. I mean, the money line it really isn't worth it, but maybe want to parlay with some other games, maybe. But I wouldn't take the money line just for a single leg. But I would take I would take Utah with the points. My thing is the same thing with AJ and Justin. If it's the quarterback, if if, if Rising plays, my, my my status changes to Utah. But I'm gonna stick with uh with he assuming he doesn't play. I'm I'm gonna go Baylor seven and a half. Um, they're at home. Just because they suck one week doesn't mean they're going to suck this week. And they play. You know they're starting teams. quarterbacks out. Well, I, I think one matters more than the other. Yeah. And quarterback out for like three or four games, I think. Well, they're, they're still going to run, but I, I just I, I feel like I just feel like Baylor's going to Baylor may not win, but I think they're going to cover seven and a half. Yeah, I'm actually listening to you guys. I I think you convinced me as well on taking Utah. I don't see anything money wise that would indicate to take them as in like any of my indicators that I follow, but I do agree that Utah is just a lot better team. And I think seven and a half with Cam Rising is just ridiculous. They're going to easily cover that. Um, also, I'm taking the over in this game, um, just as a system that I follow that has a 59% win rate. So nothing, no other reason for that than just uh, pure, pure numbers. So to give you, give you reference of Baylor last week running the ball, their top rusher had 16 carries for 79 yards and half of his Seven. yard came on one play. See? All you need is one play. Um, I'm, I'm sticking to Baylor plus seven and a half. Their their backup quarterback went six I'm, to twelve for an interception with a QBR of 19.4. You can stat me all day long. I'm, I'm say, sticking with the Dave's, Dave's sticking to his guns. I like it though. I like it. Um, it wasn't even Baylor's offense that was bad. It was their defense. Well, I mean, they're terrible. They, at the end of the day, they are a Big Twelve school, <laughs> and so they don't know how to play defense. Damn, no, Texas State ten yards a pass. Uh, I do have I do have a general rule that will go with Mitch's call for the over here, is if a Big Twelve team is playing, and I I'm inclined to include the new Big Twelve schools that will be joining next year. So that is Utah, Colorado, and. Uh, Arizona and Arizona State. I am inclined to just always take the over when you have Big 12 teams playing because they just run air raid offenses and they have no defenses is pretty much what it comes down to. Um, so our next game up is actually a, you know, this is actually a rivalry game. Uh, Nebraska plus 136, 1-0 against the spread. They did cover against Minnesota last week versus the now-ranked number 22 Colorado Buffaloes. Minus 162. They are also 1-0 against the spread after a big win at TCU. Uh, they are three-point favorites with a 59.5 over under. I mean, the fact that they're only a three-point favorite is bonkers to me. I honestly have a feeling that Colorado is going to win this game by 25-plus points. That is, I, I think that the only thing Nebraska even has going for them is their defense. And even TCU, who had a pretty good defense, granted this does go against my comment about Big 12 teams not having defenses, TCU having a pretty good defense, Colorado just tore them up and made them look like high schoolers out there. And that was just complete, I wasn't prepared for it. I'll eat those words last week. I specifically said that, I've said multiple times that I didn't think Deion Sanders was a good coach, and I was proved wrong. Uh, It's, I think it's good for college football to begin with. So I'm going to I'm going to ride and I'm going to be a believer with Colorado now. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stick with Colorado until they they shoot me in the shoot me in the foot. Um, and I'll take them take them on the money line. I'll take them with the the points. I'm a little hesitant on the 59. Um, I don't really see Nebraska putting up points. I know uh, TCU Colorado game went over, but TCU. I mean, they they could put up points. I don't see Nebraska being able to put up points like that. So I'm not sure if how I feel about that over underline. But confident pick is obviously Colorado on the on the money line and Colorado with the point. Travis Hunter and Shador just that combo is is electric. Travis Hunter playing what 105 snaps like it's unreal. I put in I put in my my award bets for I put uh five dollars each on Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter to win the Heisman. So I think it was like five dollars was like sixteen hundred dollars or something like that. I think it's only like two hundred now, but. After, well, the after crazy week thing one. was is you at, at at the end of week one last week, Colorado was still plus money against Nebraska, and they quickly changed it. So I think AJ got it at Colorado plus money. I think I did not. No, I didn't. I thought somebody. Said I that wish that. I did. I wish I had. Yeah, I I actually just went with the over on this one. Um, average point score between these two teams is uh, sixty, a little bit over sixty. So I I think it's. I just feel like I, I don't know there's a clear-cut winner with this one, especially with the spread being minus three. I typically stay away from that. So uh, Nebraska is technically six and four series over Colorado, but it's like AJ and Justin's Colorado is a different team. They're going to prove them be able to prove themselves uh, against Nebraska, but that's why I'm just taking it safe and going the over. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with you there on, on the over. That's the only thing that I took in this game. Um, I am, I think, the only one on this podcast that's not a believer in Colorado. I don't think they're the real deal. I hope that I'm wrong because that would be really cool if I was, but I think they're eventually just going to get smacked in the mouth. I don't know if it's going to be Nebraska that does it. If I were going to take a pick on who was going to win this game, though, I would think Nebraska would win, but um, I'm just going to stay away with it or stay away from it altogether, and I'm just going uh, following the, the money and taking the over. Our next game, we have uh, we actually have another consent or uh, majority pick here. We have uh, Purdue is a plus one thirty, zero and one against spread at Virginia Tech minus one fifty five, one and zero against spread. Virginia Tech is a minus three favorite with a forty nine point over under. I'm taking Virginia Tech minus three here. Virginia Tech looked good against Old Dominion. They got the job done. They covered the spread. Purdue put up a lot of points against Fresno State, but that was. That was the other one that I, I didn't pick it on the podcast, but I picked it on Saturday. I said, take take Fresno State money line. I think they pull this one off. So, and I, I don't think, I think Purdue, Hudson card didn't look that good. And that was still somehow the shining, the only shining point to take from that game for Purdue is the way Hudson card played and he didn't play good. Um, I think Virginia Tech is going to capitalize on that. I think that they can cover three at home at Lane Stadium. It's, it's a different atmosphere. Uh, Justin can tell you he's been there. It's a different atmosphere trying to play, even when Virginia Tech's not even supposed to be good. Playing against teams that aren't supposed to be good, they still shook half the state. Yes, uh, you know, last week. Yeah, I was taking Tech on the money line. I don't like it because I I don't think Tech's all that great. But Tech at home, Lane Stadium is just it, it. It's different. Don't matter who they're playing, it gets loud. It gets gets rowdy. I don't know. I kind of like what I saw last week with Tech. They had some some pretty good. Pretty good signs. Still a long way to go, but Purdue, like AJ stated, they just they didn't look that great. Didn't look good at all. So 
If I had to pick an ugly versus ugly, I'm going to pick Tech just because I'm biased. Well, this might help you out, Justin. Uh, Virginia Tech is 5-0 and in their last five games played in week two. So uh, that's why I took Virginia Tech. And because, like you said, Justin, I'm going to take the minus three. I don't, I don't think Purdue's going to – I think it'll be by at least a touchdown. Uh, last time they played, uh, the score was 51-24. Um, to 24. So I'm just going to go by history on this one. Alrighty, I am the uh, outlier in this one. I'm going to be taking Purdue money line. Um, I could take them at the points, but I'd, I'd rather just get that value, you know, plus 130. I'm just going to take a money line because I think they, you know, like you guys said, I think they might just get destroyed or they're going to win um, one or the other. I'm following the money and a system on this one. I think Card played pretty well last night or last week. 250 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he had 29 on the ground. They put up 35 points. Not a horrible week, especially only completing 17 out of 30 passes, and they put up 35 points. So I think there's some good takeaways from Purdue. I think they they uh, get the wheels turning this week, and they win. All right, next up we got a – I think we actually will have a for sure consensus pick, maybe even – maybe just a majority pick, but definitely consensus. Uh, we got JMU minus 225, 0-1 against the spread at – UVA plus 185, 0-1 against spread. UVA is six and a half point underdogs at home with a 40 and a half over under. I mean, I'm inclined to take the JMU minus six and a half here. I want to say just do the money line. There's the one lingering effect, which Mitch will be able to speak on this. Last year, I took USC when they were at Utah, not taking into consideration that they were playing for fallen players. I lost that bet because I bet USC, uh, UVA is planning to honor the players that were tragically uh, killed last year. So I think it's it's hard to bet JMU to win. On paper, they should. Just with the atmosphere, it's kind of tough. But I think we're all going to be on the same page. JMU, at least money line. I think I'd still take a minus six and a half, though. Well, good thing I can't even bet on this game, so I can't put money on it anyways. But on paper, yes, JMU should run away with this. UVA sucks at football, always sucks at football, never will be good at football, good at every other sport, but they're not a football school, never have, never will. I will fade UVA every week, no matter who they play. They wear suits and ties to their games. It is a joke. It is not a fun atmosphere to go to UVA and watch a football game. Don't ever recommend it, but UVA will get, or should, on paper, lose this game. I agree. I take JMU minus seven. Yep, I'm with you too. JMU minus seven. Indicators point to that as well. Should cover, but again, like like AJ said, we've been burnt by something similar to this in the past. So even though it's a consensus, uh, might want to stay away. Next up, we got number twenty Ole Miss minus two ninety favorites one and zero against the spread at number twenty four Tulane. We got a top twenty five matchup here. Number twenty four Tulane plus two thirty five. They are also one and zero against the spread plus seven hundred dogs at home with a sixty five over under. To me, uh, it's Tulane at home. They are a really good team. Ole Miss always does this every year where they get ranked, and then as soon as they play somebody at least a little bit difficult, they fall off. Is that the same Ole Miss team this year? I'm willing to bet it is, so I'm taking Tulane plus seven here. I don't really have a lot on this game. I haven't looked too, too much into it. I do think it's an SEC team versus the likes of Tulane. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to take the SEC to win this game, so I'll just take Ole Miss money line. I know they do they do usually shit the bed when they get ranked. It's a lot of what a lot of teams do. Um, they get cocky and they're like, "Ooh, I don't have to worry about it." But I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, take Ole Miss. I think they I think they cover the 
the seven and a half. I think I would I would tease the over. I would probably drop the over from sixty seven because that seems kind of high. That's what it's at now. Maybe at the time of this was at what sixty five. So I'd probably take the under now based on what it is, but I would probably take it over the sixty five. Uh, yeah, Ole Miss is seven and zero series against Tulane uh, with an average score of thirty nine fifteen. I chose Ole Miss minus seven just by those mere stats right there. It's yeah, I don't see any difference, and ch- I don't see, I don't, I don't think it's going to change. I think they're going to just run all over them again. Yep, I'm, I'm uh, also on Ole Miss minus seven or seven and a half, whatever it is. Like Justin said, I'd even take it probably a little bit lower if we really needed to. Money, big money, sharp money's on it as well. So I'm just going to stick with stick to my guns and uh, stick with Ole Miss in this one. All right, so I am alone dissent here. I got one, I got one argument for you guys to see if I could sway you a little bit. Does the fact that Tulane no. was able to beat Caleb Williams with no. most of the same roster that they currently have, they beat Caleb Williams, they kept up with Caleb Williams on offense, does that change anything for you guys? No. No. It changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting, but no. I, I, I got to follow, follow what I've, I've been working with. All right, well, that was my best shot. So next up we got rematch of a very disappointing game from last year. Number 23, Texas A&M, minus 205. They are 1-0 against spread. They are at the University of Miami, Florida, plus 170, 1-0 uh, Miami, Florida. They are a 4.5-point underdog at home with a 50.5 over-under. This one, I'm taking the under 50.5. Last year, this game was ugly. It was 17-9. Are the teams better? They're still coached by the same people, so I don't know if they are at least better to the point that they're going to be scoring 50.5 points. So I don't I don't really know who's gonna win this game. I haven't seen enough from either team in the last year and a half to make that decision. So I'm just gonna take the under fifty and a half here. I'm a I like I like taking some of the, the dogs. I think it's gonna be the, my first dog of the week. I kind of like what Miami's gonna do. I think I have a lot of uh, hope in Miami for the year. Um, I got Miami on the money line for my first upset of the week. I went against the uh, I chose the under fifty and what. Did you say 50 and a half, AJ? Yeah, yes, it, yeah, it moved to 51. 51. Okay. Yeah. All right, 50 and a half. The average of the last, the average total, the last three games was 47. It could be even lower than that this time. So um, I, I think I'm going to choose the uh, 50, uh, under 50 and a half. Yep, I'm, I'm going to be going against you guys on this one. Um, I'm going to be on the over 50 and a half. That's a system and uh, some sharp money. It's been moving on it. So I'm going to roll with those guys. All right, next up, yeah, we have the Cyhawk Trophy rivalry coming up next. Uh, this is a heavily gambled-on game by uh, players in the state of Iowa <laughs> in the past. <laughs> Iowa minus 192. They are 0-1 against spread. Iowa State is plus 160 at home, 1-0 against spread. Plus four underdogs at home, 36.5 over under. Uh, I took Iowa State plus four because this is essentially Iowa State Super Bowl. This is the only game they care about this year is beating Iowa at home. Um, I think that everything that they've game planned for all summer long was for this game. Um, I think that they could care less about what happens in the Big 12 this year. All they care about is if they beat Iowa. Yeah, I don't I don't have a clear winner in this one. I just think I took the points because I think 36 and a half is just a really low scoring game. I know this is just... The history of these two is low scoring what from what I briefly yeah. looked at. I think they're just due for a big game. Like I, I think they're just due for like I wouldn't say a shootout, but I think they just they're at least putting up thirty seven points. That's not even twenty points a 
team. I mean, I think it's just it's overdue. My choice was based off of Iowa. Just they're head to head seven and three overall. Um, I, I I think they're gonna end up beating. They I took minus the four. Yep, I I took Iowa minus four as well. Um, following the money on that one, and then I would like to see it. I mean, three would be awesome if it was three. I'd be a lot happier with it, but minus four, still got to stick with it. I wouldn't go any any uh, lower than that, though. There's a fun little tidbit about this game. Uh, Arland Bruce, who is now at Oklahoma State, is one of the players that is under investigation for gambling this game last year. Um, he scored the touchdown that sent it to over. Uh, he put the point total over last year, and he, or actually, it was not last year, it was the year before. Um, he sent the point total over, and he did not celebrate when he scored his touchdown, even though it was it was his first career touchdown because he sent the point total over in a game that he had bet the <laughs> oh, under. Fun fact, fun it. little fact there. Um, so next one up, we have another uh, majority pick here. We got App State plus six twenty five own one against the spread versus number seventeen UNC uh, minus nine fifty. They are one and zero against spread. They are nineteen point favorites at home with a fifty eight and a half over under. Uh, last year was an absolute shootout. It was an amazing game to watch if anybody remembers it. However, I'm taking UNC minus 19. This game is not going to be close like it was last year. Um, this UNC team is a whole different beast of a team. I mean, they showed it against South Carolina. They whooped up on an SEC team. Uh, 19 is a pretty easy pick for me. Um, I, I don't know that how I feel about the over-under, so I'm just going to take the 19. What was the score of last, uh, the USC um, UNC game last week wasn't it like thirty one to seventeen? Yeah, thirty one seventeen. Yeah, uh, from what I recall, that game was tied going into halftime. That game was seventeen to fourteen at half, and then they just they couldn't score. Um, I do see UNC rolling in this game, but I don't think the points. I don't think they they're getting fifty nine. I think UNC does roll all over App State. Um, like AJ said, this team is different. Um, so I'm gonna take I w- I'm gonna say UNC covering and then the under in this game if I had to take two. Um, UNC is not worth taking the money on. So I'm gonna take them over or minus 19 and then under the was it 59, 58, 58 and a half. Yeah, I I guess I'm going against the grain here a little bit. I'm gonna choose the over 60. I think it's the past two meetings were shootouts. I don't see any reason why this would not be another over 60-point game. Yep, I'm uh, doing something I rarely do, which is just bet solely on my gut. Uh, but it it's just because I feel like there's no need to even look at the, the numbers in this game. I mean, UNC is going to destroy Appalachian State. So, UNC minus 19. Easy. Next up, uh, I, I left this one on here because this is now a future... Power 5, Power 5 matchup. It's not this year. SMU is still not Power 5, but next year they will be joining the ACC. So SMU, they are plus 551-0 against the spread at number 18, Oklahoma. Minus 800 favorites, 1-0 against spread. They are also a 15.5-point favorite at home uh, with a 68.5-point spread. The fact that it's an over-under of 68.5 is just a tale of Big 12 football. Um, I don't think that this is a case of them thinking that Oklahoma is going to win 73-0 to like they did last week against Arkansas State. I think SMU's got a high-powered offense this year, and they're going to keep this game close. So I have 15-and-a-half here. Yeah, I, I, like the, I like the points in this game. Both of them are electric on offense. Both of them, they look like they're 1 versus 11 or 1 versus 12 and 
on defense. Like, they can't play defense for shit. Um, I'm taking the points all day. I mean, Oklahoma put up 73 last week, and SMU put up 30, 30 plus. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Uh, but it is, it's, it's a shootout. Over, over 68 and a half is my, like, lock. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with AJ. I, I'm going to take SMU. Is that, that yeah, SMU in the 15 and a half points. Um, I just, I think it might be even closer than that. But yeah, I, I, I toyed with trying to almost took the over too because I think it's going to be a shootout. But I think the better bet would be SMU 15 and a half. All right, I'm going against the grain a little bit again on this one. Uh, following the money and I'm taking the under and I hate doing it because when I see those huge over-unders, like 68 and a half, I always love to hammer the over just because it seems like something so high they must they must know something. Um, well, they know, they know it's a big twelve over under. Yeah, that's true. But usually um, the lines that make the less sense, like least amount of sense, are the ones that you want to hit. So, I mean, this one I guess does make sense because of what you just said. But I'm I'm on the under. I'm following the money on this. All right. Next up, we have the renewal of the River City rivalry. University of Cincinnati plus two forty one and zero against the spread. They are at Pittsburgh minus two ninety eight one and zero. Pitt is minus seven favorites at home with a forty six and a half over under. Um, so I, I mean, it's still minus two ninety eight. I don't know that I want to take like my gut and as a Pitt fan, I want to take Pitt minus seven. I want them to just run away with this game, you know. But I'm going to take the Pitt money line and the over forty six and a half. Um, Cincinnati does have a good quarterback in Emory Jones. And this just seems like the kind of game that ends like 28 to 31. Both teams went over in points week one. So that's just kind of where I'm at with the over 46 and a half as well. That's a pretty low over under. I know this is one of those ones, Mitch, and I actually think I'm looking at it right now. Mitch has the under here that it's it's one of those numbers that's just so low that you you're, it's a trap bet so that's exactly right you know, exactly. I'm, just, I'm just gonna ruin yep. your whole your whole take here <laughs> yeah take well, do it for you it for me so i'm good <laughs> so, uh, so that's where i'm at on this um still trying to convince mitch to see if you'll go to the game with me on saturday i refuse to go to a pit game he'd have to pay me what what did i say before thousand thousand well make it a thousand and one now since you stole my yeah, pick I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go points um, based off what I saw last week between these two offenses. I mean, Cincinnati put up 667 total yards. Pitt put almost up 500. Um, I think both of them are great on on offense. I think points are gonna come in come in bunches. Yeah, my pick was based off of the history head to head. They're four and four. I see no. I couldn't. I think minus seven is a little bit too steep for this this game. I chose the over. On this one, uh, because the average score of the eight meetings was uh, 51 points, I don't see any reason why they're going to go over the 48. What is it? 46? 46 yeah, and a half now. 46 and a half now. Yep. Yeah. Why did it lower? I don't know. But yep, we all know where I'm at on this one. I'm uh, on the over and pit. Pit to win. 100. percent I change. You changed my mind, AJ. You are taking the over. No, no, oh. not a chance. I'm taking the under. 100. Well, percent uh, it looks like Justin switched it to the over, so that does make that a, a majority pick as well to take the over in the Cincinnati pit game. All right. Next up, I think we probably have the biggest game of the weekend in Tuscaloosa. Number 11, Texas, coming into town, plus 235. They are 0-1 against the spread. They did not cover against Rice. They are at number 3, Alabama, minus 290 favorites, who are 1-0 against the spread. Alabama's a 7.5-point favorite with a 54 and a half over under 
I've been on it since the beginning. I think that this Bama team is not as good as they were last year, and they barely got out of Texas last year. I know home field has a has an effect. I'm definitely, without a doubt, taking Texas plus seven and a half, but I, I'm inclined to take a money line. I'm going to take a money line. I'm telling you right now, I'm taking Texas money line come Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm not going to pick a, a money line in this game just because Alabama's defense is banged up. I, I like the I like the points um, just because of Bama's defense being hurt. Bama always puts up points. Texas put up points last year. I'm just going to take the points in this and just be safe. My pick was for Texas plus the plus the seven and a half. I I think Alabama's going to win because it's they're at home and it's Alabama. I mean, yeah, it's it was tempting to take the over on this one. But I, I, I think uh, my choice was Texas plus the point seven and a half. Yeah, again, I'm going to go against against the grain, but I think this is why, you know, what we do is working and the majority picks and everything like that because we do have differing opinions. But I'm going Bama minus seven and a half and the under, so I'm going against pretty much everything. Big money, sharp money, and experts are all over Bama minus seven and a half. Um, I think they're the real deal this year. Um, and then sharp money, and there's also a system on the under, which uh, it's enough for me to take the under. Definitely, Bama, I think Bama is definitely better this year, though. I agree there. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game, though. I'm excited. All right, next up we got number 13, Oregon, minus 265. They are 1-0 against spread uh, with an 80-plus point showing last week. Texas at Texas Tech, plus 215, 0-1 against spread. For the record, this game is in Jerry World. This is a neutral. This is technically a neutral site game. Um, Texas Tech is plus six and a half point underdogs with an over under of 66 and a half. As I said, Oregon put up 80 points last week. There's even a, apparently a report that one of the players uh, from Portland State that they had played against had his ear ripped off on a play. His helmet got caught on something. And I don't know if it was a face mask or what, but apparently took his ear off with the helmet. But my pick here is over 66 and a half. Texas Tech, I was high on them. They lost to Wyoming. They've had that pick last week. So I'm kind of scared to take that they would cover here as I thought they would. But so I think Oregon's going to score points and they're going to score a lot of points. Texas Tech is a Big 12 team and they're going to give up a lot of points. So I have over 66 and a half. This is a 100% a uniform bet game. I don't know if y'all have seen the uniforms Oregon's wearing on Saturday, but it's Oregon by a million. Love it. Well, that Oregon always does that sick ones. That's why I picked the Ducks six and a half minus six and a half. Because yeah, of the they're, winning, they're winning by a million. I'm sorry. Their their uniform combination this week is just it's too clean. It's a uniform bet for me. Love it. I'm I'm again. Um, actually, I I decided to go with Oregon. I, I think that's honestly enough for me, and I'm not even gonna lie because that actually is a thing, Justin. I I agree with that. I make it like look um, at these uniforms. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm taking Oregon money line. So I think um I don't know if we can call that majority because Dave has minus six and a half. I guess we. We could, but uh, I'm also on on the under, just following the money on the under. Again, I hate doing it because it's a high total. Usually it would make me want to take the over, but I'm on the under on this one as well. My my gut here would say to take the Oregon money line on this. So, I mean, we could even make that a majority, honestly. I'm I'm, a, I'm okay to ride that as a majority pick. Or sorry, or a sorry consensus. a consensus, a consensus yeah. pick, Oregon money line here. All oh, those uniforms yeah, are so. sick. Those are so clean. Yeah, they are. The uniforms are nice. <laughs> next, next up, we got UCF minus one sixty six. Want to know they're at Boise State plus one forty. Zero and one against the spread. Boise State are three and a half point underdogs at home with a fifty seven and a half over under. 
I had taken UCF minus three and a half. John Reese Plumley. That's all I need to say on the topic. That was my same argument. So it was it was UCF. <laughs> I had the same exact comment. I just chose the points over this one. Uh, last time they played, it was 36-31. I think it's Boise State and UCF scores a lot of points. Uh, I think the safe bet is for me for the over 58 or 57 and a half. Yeah, I'm a little a little afraid of Plumley. That being said, I'm taking Boise State plus four in this one. And again, I'm just I'm following the money or eye test. I'd be all over uh, UCF in this one. But again, um, I've learned over the years that sometimes you got to go against your uh, your instincts, your natural instincts. So I'm taking uh, Boise State plus four. Next up, we got number 19 Wisconsin minus 245 favorites 0 and 1 against the spread. At Washington State, plus 200, underdogs 1-0 against spread. Washington State is a six-point underdog and a 58.5 over-under. I'm picking Wazoo here, man. I I don't have much other than the fact that Cam Ward is a good quarterback. So, I mean, I think if Buffalo can keep up with Wisconsin, I think Cam Ward can keep up with Wisconsin. So, I'm taking Wazoo plus six. Inclined to take a money line because I, I feel like Wazoo's another one of those teams that I am big on this year. That's where I stand on that. I just I took the under as my safe pick. Neither neither offense looked good to me. They couldn't really score. Can't score and putting up them points and it being 58, 58 and a half. I just don't see it. Don't see it happening. So I'm taking the under. That's exactly why I feel the same way. Average score past two meetings was uh, let's see 40, 47, and that's that's a big enough gap for me to take the under. I don't see any reason. Yeah, the, these teams aren't going to score that much. That is exactly why I'm taking the over because there's no reason why the over/under should be 58 and a half. <laughs> so I am very rarely do I do this, take the over, as you guys have realized, because almost all my picks are under. But uh, I'm taking the over on this one, following the money on that as well. Next up, we do have we have another consensus pick up next: Arizona plus 271 and 0 against spread at Mississippi State minus 341 and 0 against the spread. Mississippi State are nine-point favorites at home with a over-under 60. I got Mississippi State minus nine. Dave and Mitch have minus nine. Justin, are you minus nine there? I'll take, yeah, I'll take Mississippi State that's, minus nine. There we uh, go. That's, that's I, a consensus I went, pick. I went quick last night, but yeah, Mississippi State all over here in general. Yeah, yeah I think they, they run them. Yep. I think Will Rogers is a very disrespected quarterback in the eyes of the nation. Um, he is much better than people believe he is, and I think he's going to show it this week. Yes, sir. Agreed. Next up is a game I don't know that I want to touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh, Auburn minus 250. They are 1-0 against spread. They are at Cal plus 205, 1-0 against spread. Cal is a 6.5-point underdog at home with a 54.5 over under. I mean, I'm taking Cal six and a half here. I don't know that Hugh Freeze has everything figured out at Auburn yet. Cal struggled in the first half against North Texas. They let him hang in there. They got my hopes up that North Texas was going to hit that bet. And then they pulled it right out from under me and just ran away with that game. So in that case, I'm inclined to just take Cal here. But I have to say this is something that I'm not happy doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stick with Auburn, taking the SEC to win. Plain and simple. I think SEC is they're better they're better schools, better teams. Arizona has looked good in the games they played. They've actually won me some won me some money, but I don't trust them against the SEC. My pick was just to take the over fifty four and a half because uh, last six games California plays they've gone the over. Last seven of eight games Auburn had played they've gone the over. Couldn't pick a winner with this game, so uh, I just followed the trends on this one and picked the over. 
Yeah, I, I took the uh the under in this one. I just followed sharp money on this one. <laughs> of course. But Probably. um one thing I will mention though, the SEC versus Pac twelve convo, it's a little up in the air right now because Pac twelve they went undefeated first week. They didn't not a single Pac twelve team lost in the first uh in week zero yeah. or week one. Let, so that's kinda see, nuts. Let's see if they can go twelve and zero in week one next year. <laughs> we'll when, when when only Washington State and Oregon State are left, yeah, probably not. But so. figured I'd point that out. <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not touching that game other than the under. I, w- I will my my only counterpoint. I did want to say this to Dave uh, taking the over based on those those last seven games, eight games from both of those teams. Pretty sure most of those games were losses in which both California and Auburn weren't the ones sc- scoring the points in those games. But hey, I that's your trends. You like to stick to them, so I'll, I'll let you take it. I just and yeah, five hundred following the trends. I just I just figured I'd throw it out there that I don't think they were the ones putting up the points to cover that over in those. See when, well, when you listed as a, this time. <laughs> when you listed as a batting average, it makes it seem like it's a lot better than you just one half. <laughs> I'm always batting. optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're batting five hundred. That's pretty good batting average. Batting five hundred. Babe Ruth didn't bat five hundred, so Tony Gwynn didn't. Oh man, I love it. All right, last game that we have on our slate, uh, we do have a majority pick here. Oklahoma State minus 175, 0-1 against spread at Arizona State, plus 145, 0-1 against spread. Arizona State is plus 3.5 underdogs at home with a 53 over-under. I'm taking Oklahoma State minus 3.5. I take Oklahoma State minus 6.5. I don't think Arizona State's good. They imposed a one-year bowl ban on themselves because of recruiting violations and they had recruiting violations and still weren't good. So I just, I, nothing about this tells me that Arizona state's going to even hang in this game even slightly. I I could tease this up further than six and a half, but just to make my point, I'm saying six and a half. Yeah. I watched that Arizona, Arizona state game briefly and they just look, they look bad. I, I like Oklahoma state to win this. They just said, I take them covering at least the three and a half. I would take it all the way up to at least a touchdown. Um, minus seven. I might throw like half a unit on minus seven. Just don't think Arizona State can hold with Oklahoma State. Yeah, I I agree. I took Oklahoma State minus three and a half. There's there's it's just not even going to be close. Uh, it's sometimes wonders why it's sometimes question why it's only three and a half. Makes you want to dig a little bit, but I just I don't think like like Justin said, Arizona State was just butt last week. So yeah, I'm gonna turn this into a consensus pick, and I'm gonna go with you guys there. I had just the um, over in this because it was a system, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State's just gonna absolutely destroy them. So I'm with you. I might I might throw a little parlay there, like a little teaser, um, Oklahoma State money line and maybe like over fifty or something, and run with that. It'd probably be like plus one thirty, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, going with the over and Oklahoma State to cover three and a half. Let me just put this last one in here in the DraftKings. I'm going to give you guys our consensus majority <laughs> parlay. We're going to go Vanderbilt plus 10, JMU money line, Virginia Tech money line, UNC minus 19, Ole Miss minus 7.5 because I ride with the boys. I am putting your pick in. And we got Oklahoma State minus 3, Mississippi State minus 9.5, Utah minus 7.5, and, and Oregon money line. We got a nine pick parlay. At a plus sixteen thousand nine hundred sixty-five, right there. So that means your ten dollar your ten dollar bet is paying out seventeen hundred dollars. Lock it oh, in. Got a, got we were, we were what eleven and three last week and yeah, one eleven and three, 11, three and, one. and one. So so we I took, think I think we took I'm some picks least, out. 
Yeah, I think I'm probably gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm definitely taking the parlay, but I'm also probably just gonna do yeah. like a small like stake all. My question to you guys is: we got nine picks here. Which one do you think is the one that is gonna lose? Like I said, I mean, we have we have five. Yeah, I was gonna say we have five consensus picks. So it's none of the, those are clearly not the ones that I'm gonna take here. The one that I think is probably most likely to lose. I am gonna stay on the Ole Miss minus seven and a half. I mean, even even taking that one out of it, you're still at a plus eight thousand six hundred forty, if you ask me. However, the one that I could see losing is just because of the what happened is UVA beating Jamie. Yeah. They don't let them lose. They don't let them lose at home, and yeah. just, I guess like dishonor the. I'm actually the, the fallen. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to steal your pick and agree with you there because that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I, we did say stay away, even though we added it to the uh, parlay. We like all, it was a majority, but also. With just like the, the, the comeback player of the year lock, DeMar Hamlin hits the field, he automatically wins. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think he's like a minus like 200 something on that. Crazy. So, uh, Mitch, you took Justin's Dave. Did you get, you got one that you think? Uh, you know what? No, I I really don't. It's I'm pretty solid on these picks. I think everything's going to be good. They'd like you know, the JMU one, maybe that convinced me fairly quick. You know, could be a politically correct one, and like, oh, UVA is going to win. If that's the reason they win, I'll take that L. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah. I, that's I think the that was very convincing. Yeah, that was extremely convincing. I think the mo the one I'm most confident in is Oregon after seeing their their fits though. Yeah. I'll take Oregon win by sixty. Uh, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> name a number, and, and I'll, I'm taking it. All right, uh, Mitch, you got any tennis bets you want to give us on our way out today? Um, I mean, I'm watching uh, Alcaraz versus Zverev right now. It's not looking pretty. I was looking to get a little live action on it. Alcaraz was minus four hundred going in, and like I know he was going to win. I mean, oh, you just know he's going to win. But now, yeah, now it's probably. I was hoping Zverev would win the first uh, first set, and then I could I could just hit Alcaraz maybe like minus one fifty to come back. That would have been nice, but at this point, I'm gonna have to have to lay off. Yeah, same thing about the match tomorrow. Ben Shelton versus uh, Novak. Joker is just gonna destroy him. I mean, I hate saying that because Ben Shelton's my boy, but um, if know. Ben Shelton takes a set no, early, Novak then I would just when I bet on him last time. He, uh, he didn't struggle. Like, you got to the last match. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't struggle often, but yeah. When did I? I took a tennis bet. Um, when did I take him? Oh yeah, I took a I took a, an eleven leg tennis parlay and I won. And it came down Ooh. to Novak, and he scared he scared me. He did scare me. Was it in qualifying? I had a. Was it like earlier this year? And he was minus ten thousand to win. It was. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, he was minus ten thousand to win. I put him in parlay. Yeah. It was um. Oh, he's a beast. It was probably for U.S. Open calls. Yeah, I took Janik Center, Alexander Zaver. I don't know if that's his name. Yeah, um, that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it was August 31st. was the bet. Nice. Well, but yeah, I, don't out. On these teams. I don't need that any pressure to these guys playing tennis. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just sitting Novak back and listening down. for that one. But it was down 2-0, and I was like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. So and the only advice I got... <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> that's why. But all right, we're done for this week. It looks like hopefully we'll come back with some money in our pockets next week. Want to come back to talk about NFL and some more college football, uh, maybe some more tennis, maybe golf. Who knows? But we will catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.